It is 7.46, 14 minutes before 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Pleased to be joined by Jack Farrell in our weekly wine chat. Jack, I always learn so much. <laughs> well, today, Steve, I'm going to talk about the history of Haskell's. And I think it's an interesting story. You know, many liquor stores started 86 years ago, as we did. But long before uh, Prohibition was repealed, Benny Haskell was very active. He's a Winnipeg native and good friends with Sam Brofman. Sam Brofman was the man who founded Seagram's Distillery so many years ago. And he was a pipeline to Brofman and Seagram's products during Prohibition. He'd bring it down through Canada. As a matter of fact, he ran, had, ran his operation out of the Radisson Hotel. They had the entire seventh floor. And uh, no less than Sid Hartman remembered as a young boy shagging nickels to go for the printers in the basement at the newspaper there, go over to Haskell's seventh floor of the Radisson Hotel for a half pint of whiskey. It was a tough job, you know, being in the basement, etching with acid and print things for the newspaper people. And Sid was kind of a little runner, he was a young kid and a runner between uh, the newspaper and the Radisson 7th floor. There's a couple of interesting stories about that. One of the most interesting, to me anyway, was a good friend of mine who happens to have been one of the first families of Minnesota, was telling me as a small boy, and he's in his late 80s right now, as a small boy, he would, uh, on every other Sunday, his uncle would come over, and the uncle and father would take the kids over to Loring Park with a bag of crust that the cook had prepared uh, for them to feed the ducks. And they would go down and feed the ducks. And then along would come Fritzy Haskell pushing a pram, a big baby buggy, and she would have in the pram two cases of scotch whiskey and load it into the boot of their car. And by the time the chauffeur came back with my friend and his sister, after feeding the ducks, uh, Dad and the uncle were already into one bottle of scotch. And I think that's a funny story because I can just imagine Fritzy Haskell parading around Loring Park with that big pram with scotch in it. But another interesting thing is uh, somebody told me many years ago was up on the seventh floor and went in one of the rooms and there was Fritzy sitting on the headboard of a bed uh, with two barrels in front of her, and the the mattress was off, and the spring was on the bed, and she was pushing back and forth these barrels. What they were doing was aging whiskey. You know, by ro- by agitating it, the whiskey would age quicker. So it was a very fun time. Along came 1934, and Benny Haskell wants to stay in the same business. Well, of course, Benny got caught bootlegging, and so he was a convicted felon, and a Anyhow, so he couldn't have the license, and at that time, whoever had the license had to stay on premises. So Fritzy was left to stay and run the shop, and in those days, you had to be there. So she said, Tim, what on earth am I going to do while you're selling whiskey to your buddies? He says, here, some money, go to France and buy some wine. And Fritzy did that. And she had Minnesotans drinking fine wine when the rest of the country was drinking gin fizzes. She did a wonderful job of that. You know, no, people tell me today that they remember going into Haskell's and her saying, here, come in the back, and she'd pour them a little ounce of something and say, this is delicious, and they'd have their eyes would open up, etc. It was all new, and she taught them very well how to do that. 
And thus, Haskell's was in the wine business when and no one else in the country was. As a matter of fact, it was kind of fun years ago. Uh, even when I first started in the business, people would stop in their neighborhood liquor store and ask for some wine, and they'd say, we don't carry that. Go downtown to Haskell's. They have all that stuff. So it was a nice referral system for us. Another one of my favorite stories occurred in World War II, and that was when uh, some airmen down in uh, Texas were being sent over uh, to the uh, finish up the Pacific War with Japan, and we're going to go to some, I think, the Solomon Islands. And they found out there was absolutely no liquor in the Solomon Islands. So they put together a pot, a kitty, if you will, and they all contributed to the pot, and they created enough money to buy uh, about 100, 150 cases of mixed liquor so when they got to the Solomon Islands, they'd have something to drink. Well, Trying to locate that during wartime was very difficult, and they went on the phone and called around the country, and finally a guy in Florida says, there's only one place you could get that kind of quantities, and that would be from Benny Haskell up in Minnesota. So Benny Haskell, they called him, and yeah, he could arrange it, but he said he wanted to make absolutely certain they were veterans, uh, or not veterans, but actually in the Army, et cetera, et cetera. So um, back and forth, they said, well, they were going to fly in, and they flew in and landed at the old Honeywell Field. Honeywell Field is where Honeywell is now, was an airstrip there. And they landed there, and sure enough, Benny uh, had a, some vans there and had all the uh, liquor they wanted. And uh, They had to land that Honeywell Airport did not have landing lights, so Benny and a few other people had arranged cars to have their headlights on the strip so the U.S. Army plane could land and pick up their spirits, and they picked up the spirits. And this, incidentally, story was sent to me by one of the guys who was involved in this who lived in Texas, and lo and behold, they brought them back. They decided they'd get the liquor over there. The top officials of the uh, United States, it wasn't the Air Force then, it was the Army Air, uh, weren't very keen on having all that liquor in the planes. So the planemen got in cahoots with a lot of the uh, ground crew, and they hid the wine in all the different planes that were going to go over to the Solomon Islands. And, of course, then lo and behold, Japan surrendered, and the trip to the Solomon Islands was canceled. And my the friend who wrote me about this story told me that he thought uh, that probably in the desert somewhere where they store all those old planes, a whole bunch of them still had liquor hidden in them someplace. But anyhow, it just, I think, illustrates some of the stuff Haskell's has done. And one of the most interesting things I've ever done was when uh, our governor at the time, Rudy Perpich, invited Mikhail Gorbachev to Minnesota. And, of course, we're going to have a lunch for the ruler of uh, you know, Soviet Union, and my goodness, so there's in a tizzy over at the uh, governor's residence, and, and well, they should have been. They they didn't have any china, they didn't have any stemware, they didn't have any silver. They were in no position to host a luncheon for 50 people, and let alone the head of the Soviet Union. So I got involved uh, with that, and Dayton's was wonderful. They arranged for one of their vendors to donate the china, the stemware, and the silverware. And I got busy on planning 
the with help of up some others, not just by myself. But uh, I did by myself plan all the line for the affair. But I did had a lot of help from Goodfellow Chef at the time, uh, who did the luncheon, which it turned out just spectacularly. Uh, in fact, it was so popular that it became a political thing, uh, Perpich being a Democrat, and the two U.S. Senators, Boswich and Durenberger, were Republican, and uh, they weren't invited to the lunch, but they were invited next door to a, a gathering where they got to meet uh, Gorbachev at the time. Well, those are just some of the things that have been a lot of fun. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the early 70s, when the liquor industry in the state of Minnesota went off a of fair trade, Haskell's had the very first wine sale, well, wine and spirits sale in Minnesota. Fair trade was something where the state determined what you sold everything at, and you weren't allowed to uh, sell below what the state sold, tell, told you to. As a matter of fact, uh, Benny Haskell a couple of times was closed for a day because he was caught selling stuff for under that. Um, but anyhow, it's been a, a wonderful ride. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have Haskell's wine served at the White House, Buckingham Palace. That's an interesting story. I got a call. I thought it was a joke from Buckingham Palace. And I had 25 cases of a wine over in Bordeaux that I had bought and paid for but hadn't been shipped to Haskell's yet. And Buckingham Palace heard about it. And it happened to be the wine they wanted for Princess Anne, uh, the current queen's daughter's, uh, wedding reception, and would I release it to the palace? And of course I did very uh, happily, but I missed the boat because I could have gotten a royal warrant from the queen saying that Haskell's was a provider to the queen of her wines as a wine merchant. But it was a, a kind of a fun thing. Uh, wow. And of course, other than that Buckingham Palace one, We've provided wines for the State Department, for the government of Israel, Spain, Italy. Uh, it, it's been a wonderful thing. I mean, remember once many, many years ago, Frank Sinatra called. He used to have an account with us. And, oh, I should tell you that Benny Haskell eventually did get a pardon, uh, courtesy of uh. Hubert Humphrey and Jack Kennedy when Jack Kennedy was president. Wow. But anyhow... It's been a wonderful run, and that's a kind of a brief capitalization of the history of Haskell's. And like I say, we've been in downtown Minneapolis uh, for 86 years, and we hope to be around 86 years from now. Wow, an extraordinary story. And the, the story about uh, being involved in Gorbachev's visit, that, that is extraordinary. And I, I know... Uh, that there's a lot going on at Haskell stores right now, Jack. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's, we are open. We're there, and we have wonderful things for you to taste. So many people are at home because of the current crises. Uh, you can stop in at Haskell's and pick up some wine that will make those meals that much brighter. And the folks at Haskell's love to marry wine with food. So stop in, tell them what you're going to fix how much you want to spend, and they'll put you right in touch with a bottle that surely will please you and will not break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save on wine, spirits, and beer. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Fairbowl, right off of 35. In Maple Grove, there's a super cellar up there. You won't believe it. It's over 20,000 square feet. 
In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's the Haskells at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, don't forget, Haskells does deliver. And you can always go to Haskells.com, pick out what you want, and order it online and have it delivered to your home so you're not out and exposed. That's all available courtesy of Haskells. Well, Jack, always a pleasure. Thanks. Steve, it's good to talk to you today, too. There he is, Jack Farrell. Very good. There he is, Jack Farrell, in our weekly wine chat. Uh, The wonderful, colorful history of Haskell's.